What's going on, sports fans? Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. I am Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy, joined with Danny Boy Reginald, and welcome to the... What did we in? Welcome to the 16th game and the... Sixth inning. Sixth inning? Sixth inning. And yeah. the sixth inning of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Danny Boy Reg, how you doing, big guy? We're at um, Jets Giants week. More on that when we get to picks. Which is very exciting. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I'm super stoked about it. Look, obviously, as a Jet fan, I want the Giants to lose. And, and obviously, as a Giant fan, I want the Jets to lose. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it, it's a true New York battle. Um, for, let's just, and, and let's be real. The, 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 this is really a fan base battle. It's not really. It really is. It's not, it's not really a battle between the, the, the two, uh, franchises. I don't think, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they want the bragging rights just as much as we do. But this is really more for the fans about who truly owns New York and everything. The Giants own New York. But, you know, like who truly owns New York and everything. So it's just about, you know, who gets the last laugh. Now, I always say this. the, The New York Giants are the premier franchise in the Big Apple, and they will always have that title. That's not a title that I can take away from them. But, you know, as a Jet fan, it is okay to uh, smack them in the face with the football and, you know, brag about it a little bit that we beat the premier franchise and, you know, for the next four years, they're going to hear it from us. So, uh, not going to lie. This is, it, 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 that's how I feel about it. Like, really, I, I don't, I, I like, I love Bill. But I do not like Giants fans. Love you too, big guy. Um, and you know, and they're and the way they act around us, how they think they're the absolute, you know what? When in reality, they have not proven anything the last uh, you no know, eleven years. So they can you know continue to you know mock the Jets, make fun of the Jets. J- uh, Bill has not made fun of the Jets. Uh, full disclosure, but if I they, do, it's all in good fun. They can continue doing that while the Jets ascend, and uh, you know we'll keep our mouths shut. In any case, we will get to Jets Giants in just a little bit. Um, I do, however, want to start with the World Series, Bill. Yes, the Fall Classic starts tonight because it does start um, this weekend on Friday, and we have to um, discuss this matchup here because nobody and I mean nobody nobody expected the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks to be the World Series now Texas makes sense you know Texas actually has a good team great manager great front office they built themselves quite the squad um, by the way, full disclosure, I have Texas winning the World Series. Um, and it, yeah, they, to me, are more ready and have the proper tools to win. The Diamondbacks, however, I did not see coming at all. And shame on the National League for allowing the Arizona Diamondbacks, the, the scrubby, young, the absolutely kid-looking baby Diamondbacks to go to the World Series. Shame on the Phillies. Shame on the Braves. Shame on the Dodgers. Like, the Brewers. Like, unbelievable run by Arizona here. This is a tremendous tremendous, um, thing that's happening here. This is something that's clearly unexpected. And yeah, I'm just gonna be real with you, Bill. The more I watch the Diamondbacks, the more I believe that about their foundation. Look, let, let, let's put aside the veterans that they have, the Evan Longorias, Paul Z. Wall, all that stuff. Let's put aside uh, the veterans. 
They have a squad full of 23, 24, 25 year olds here. So, okay, let's say it, you know, by let's say they get completely burned in the World Series by a more experienced team that has playoff talent that has team people that has uh, obviously those who've won World Series that have been the postseason many times, you know, with a team like the Texas Rangers. Let's say they just get burned and, you know, they don't, you know, ever, um, they, they, they don't win. The Diamondbacks still have years to one, improve and two, to build themselves an absolute, um, uh, lack of words today. I, my mind is slipping today, to be honest. Oh, it's Friday. It's okay. <laughs> to build such a destination for baseball to come, they got all the time to do it. They don't win a World Series now. They're going to win a World Series eventually. And it starts here, obviously. The, the young players get the experience. And the next thing you know, there's going to be a ton of other players that are going to want to play for the Diamondbacks who are more experienced, who want to win, who, you know, would appreciate, you know, the obviously the money and everything coming to the franchise. They're on the rise. So Arizona has nothing to lose here, one. And two, they have everything to feel proud of. Absolutely, because you want to know something, and this can lead to a broader conversation here, Reg. Mm -hmm. The thing is with this World Series, okay, if I told you seven months ago, March 27th in this year of our Lord, 2023, Mm -hmm. if I told you the Rangers and Diamondbacks were going into the world, were going to be in the World Series, you would look at me and tell me I'm crazy. Right. Because you know what the, according to the preseason sporting news predictions, you know what the, you know what the chance was for the Rangers to make the World Series? 2.6%. You know what it was for the Diamondbacks? 2.1%. And, and you know what their chances were of win, of, of winning the World Series? The Rangers one point one percent, and the That's insane, dude. Diamondbacks zero point nine percent. Oh my god! So they were basically at both at a roughly one percent chance of winning the World Series. Yeah, there was a ninety nine percent chance neither one of them was going to win the World Series. So, and you know what? I think this is actually a. I think this series is actually good for baseball. Because you know what? I think it's kind no of a doubt, dude. From the, yeah, from the juggernauts. Because who's always predicted to make it to the World Series? Yeah, exactly. The Yankees. Yeah, yeah, we're still we're still in mourning over that. We are still in mourning over that. Yeah. But don't worry, guys. Once free agency heats up, you'll get a you'll get another bombers banter on that one, won't we, Reg? <laughs> yeah, for for sure. <laughs> and um, but you, it's always like. For instance, like the predictions, and this also teaches another lesson. You know who the three favorites were to win the American League pennant? Say, Bill. The the Yankees at 19.4%, the Astros at 19.2%, and the Blue Jays at 18.9%. The sweetest part about it is that the Astros are always in these numbers. Yes. And they blow it in game seven. And that makes me so happy. But yeah, I mean, look, you have all these expectations for teams like the Rangers, the Yankees, the Astros, um, you know, and then of course the Phillies, the Braves, Braves who are a massive disappointment. And they, the Dodgers who are a massive disappointment. You know, they invest all this money into young talent uh, for the longevity of the franchise. And then of course the Dodgers. Uh, spend a lot of money on just talent alone and they don't do anything. And you have this, this team, like this little, little team that could here with the Diamondbacks that just continue to just parade on everybody. It's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating stuff. The expectations are there, but they don't live up to it. That's the, that's the, that thing that you're pointing out there. 
expectations don't live up to. You know who the top three were to win the National League pennant? What? The Braves at 17.4%, the Dodgers at 15.1%, and the Padres at 14.6%. The Braves were the best team in baseball. And they got knocked out of the first. We said this, the teams with the best records, the teams with 100-plus series wins, with 100-plus wins, they all got knocked out in the first round. So, and and I said this, and I said this, the... And I said this, once the calendar changes yep. from September to October, mm-hmm. once what you did in April through September means absolutely nothing. It means nothing. Like, I think everybody was probably thinking the Diamondbacks were going to get bounced in the first round. Look what happened. Like, heck, the Diamondbacks... Hold on, let me pull something up real quick. Um, the Diamondbacks, they won the... Okay, no, the Dodgers won the division, right? Yes. Okay. Diamondbacks, the Dod- they did do the wild card against the Brewers. Yeah. The Dodgers had a 20% chance, 19.9 to be precise, to make the playoffs. Yeah. And listen, 20% is not terrible, but still. And to... Win the World Series, I told you what the numbers were for the Rangers and the um and the Diamondbacks. The top three predictions to win the World Series were we're gonna go from three to actually no, let's go top five. Number five was the Dodgers at eight point one percent. Number four was the Braves at nine point three percent. Number three were the Blue Jays at ten percent. Number two were the Astros at 10.1%. And guess who number one was? Well, Our beloved New York Yankees at 10.5%. There's no way the Yankees were the top one. I mean, the the, the Astros are always in it, no matter what. I mean... But you know what? This shows something. Because the Yankees didn't even make the playoffs. That's that's the thing. Let me show you... Let me tell you all something, folks. I got to let you in on a little secret here about preseason predictions. They mean nothing. Oh, yeah, no. Pre-season they mean pre-season. absolutely nothing. Yeah, no. It, and, and again, that that's that's the part about baseball that just is crazy. Um, Every time March, when they release these predictions, I don't even look. Yeah. Because... Or if I look, I'm like, yeah, okay. Talk to me in September. Talk to me in September. And that's the thing here. Don't always, I think this is a good for baseball because you know what? It's the juggernaut. It's not the juggernauts anymore. It's not the teams who you always expect. It's not the Astros. It's not the Dodgers. It's not the Yankees. It's not the Braves. It's not the Phillies. It's teams that you don't expect. And I think that's what makes this series interesting. I don't know what you think, Reg, but I think it makes this series a lot more interesting. Well, the series is interesting because Diamondbacks are in it, just period. Um, and hats off to Arizona. They deserve this moment, and they've worked hard. And, look, they, they beat the mighty Phillies, who, let's be real, the Phillies, weapons-wise, power-wise, are a hell of a lot better than Diamondbacks. Oh, I had the Phillies winning that series. Um, but... If you look at that game seven real quick, the Diamondbacks pitching did something to the Phillies that made them look a little scared, played them with a lot of urgency. The Phillies hit a lot of ground balls and they struck out a lot. The Phillies are known for their power hitting. So they hit home runs, they hit devastating big time doubles, you know, they get on base. The Phillies are an excellent on-base team. They barely got on base. They barely set themselves up to actually score runs. And the Diamondbacks, they kept the ball in play. They struck out the big guns like Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner. They they, they could not get anything going. Castellanos, too. Meanwhile... You got players like 
Corbin Carroll going three for four and getting on base and scoring runs, having like a couple RBIs in his hand and just having the game seven of his life. And all he did was put the ball in play. And it's just fascinating how the little things, the small ball, we talk about small ball all the time, Bill, about how it works and no one else uses it. Well, all the Diamondbacks had to do is use it and play to their strengths, and the Phillies became too desperate. Wow. This is going to be a cool – this is going to be a really cool World Series. I'm telling you that right now, bro. I am Uh, stoked. I think so, too. Um. We will obviously be uh, looking for looking at it. Uh, it starts Friday, eight o'clock. Let's deal with it. Um, so you again, said you got the Rangers. How many games? Uh, Rangers, I'll say in five. Really? Yes. I'm going to say the Rangers too, but I would not count this Diamondback team now. I, I know, but you think that the, the I mean the the Phillies have a one-two punch. Um. In the top of the rotation, the Texas Rangers not only have a one-two punch; their bullpen is stellar. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I would expect Jordan Montgomery being at the top of this rotation to start the series. But boy, are we eating our words when we talk about Jordan? Thanks, Cashman. Oh my God, man, he's been an absolute beast in these playoffs. I oh, he's been great. Love- I would love for him to be Yankee right now, but he can't. And I know he's going to be way too expensive whenever he hits free agency and we try to get him. Yeah, uh, let's break that down. Let's break that deal down for a second. Uh, I mean, uh, real quick, because it's not much of a deal. Because what happened? Let's see. They traded him for Harrison Bader, who was on the 60-day IL. And listen, I do to like Bader. But then you get rid of Bader. For nothing. That was a stupid idea, wasn't it? We got rid of him for nothing. That that's the part that really makes me upset. Is that if you if the Yankees knew they were going to get rid of Bader, they should have traded his ass, and we should agree back. And they ended up not doing that. They put him on waivers. He clears waivers, and then he goes somewhere else. So then we essentially trade Jordan Montgomery for nothing. Because as much as Harrison Bader, and look, we we think the kid is. He's a good ball player. May not be the best ball player, but you know when he's healthy, he is an absolute stud. But the problem is he's always injured and he's never a contributing factor into the everyday lineup. So then he goes somewhere else where he could can be that, and the Yankees are left with nothing. So we trade Jordan Montgomery for nothing. Yeah. So uh, hope you're enjoying this, Brian and yeah. Hal. We hope you guys are enjoying this. One of the worst trades, if not the worst trade in Brian Cashman's history as GM. Hope you enjoy this, Brian Cashman. I am willing to officially say that that is the worst trade Brian Cashman has ever made. And uh, he should be ashamed. And right now, honestly, shame on you. That's a tribute, by the way, to Arnold Diaz. He's a local New York City reporter. Yes. Um, So shame on you. So, um, um, but yeah, no, the Jordan Montgomery obviously is going to be at the top of that rotation. Nate Evaldi, another old friend of ours, uh, wasn't the greatest Yankee, but he has transformed into a massive, massive, uh, postseason pitcher. He was a great postseason pitcher with the Red Sox. Uh, he won World Series there, obviously. And then now he is absolutely killing it in Texas. So good for Nate Evaldi. And, and then the bullpen comes through. You know, Texas bullpen came through massively uh, in the last two games of the the uh, American League Championship Series. So uh, shutting out the Astros, not the Astros, you know, had pretty much no answer. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be an interesting World Series. I have Texas. I think they'll win it in five. They're a more powerful team than. And look, no disrespect to the Diamondbacks. I think they had a good season, but I think it's going to be too much for them. So, um, that's all. Go ahead. Sorry. I think it's going to be the Rangers in six. Okay. And, and you know what? That's fair because the, the Diamondbacks are, they, they are that team that, that listen, do happen. not count this team. Like I was watching the post game TBS coverage the other day mm-hmm. and there was set and I forgot which, which one it was. 
But he goes, if the D-backs are the favorites, I'm not picking them. Mm. And I can agree with that because this team knows how to bite back. So even though I think Texas is going to win it, I am not counting the Diamondbacks out. Yeah. This team knows this team knows how to bite back. This team was down two games to none. Yeah. And then fell down again three games to two. And then you go back to Philly and win game six and seven. And fun fact, I think this was this is actually the first time that both teams won game six and seven on the road to go to the World Series. Interesting. I mean, if we can fact check that, um, and we'll get back to you, obviously. But yeah, it's um, yeah, wow, unbelievable. And, so, and yeah, yeah, so it's gonna be a fun series. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, Texas, Arizona. Let's get it. At least a good Texas team, the Texas team we actually care about. Um, the stars it, at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, not deep in the heart of Houston. That's much. That's for sure about it. You know, speaking of Houston, we do have to give a tip of the hat to a certain someone. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Dusty Baker, after 26 years of managing, I mean, I'm sure he's been in baseball for over almost four decades. Can you believe that? Four decades, maybe. Four decades. Like four or five decades of just absolute um, tremendous career. Uh, 19 is a player, 26 is a manager, I believe, is the numbers. Um, and look, he's taken as a manager, he's taken five teams to the postseason. Like, that's just an that alone. And of course, he's been to a bunch of World Series. That alone, Bill, is just something that you need to look at and be like, wow. What what a true managerial mind. What a true baseball mind. And, you know, there's there's not a lot of those Dusty Bakers left in this world. And, you know, we, we truly, truly do salute him. He is absolutely amazing. Bunch of managerial, manager of the year awards and uh, one World Series title. Uh, great baseball dude. So congratulations to Dusty Baker. He truly deserves his flowers on the day he retires. And I'm going to be real with you, Bill. Mm -hmm. That might have been the end of the Astros as we know it. Yes, that's what people are saying. Like I didn't read the article, but Barstool Sports was wrote an article that said RIP Astros Dynasty. And, and, and it doesn't mean that the Astros won't be good next few years it just means that their expectations are going to take a massive hit they're going to lose players i mean they, they still have young players on the squad they're staying but you know i don't know what altuve is going to go i don't know if he's going to stay um so yeah like it, it and you know you have other players that are you know, under contract that are up for deals and all that stuff like eventually we're going to start to see that team you know take steps back. And it doesn't mean that they won't be good. It doesn't mean they won't be in the postseason. It just means that these World Series expectations that we once were, you know, won't, that they were once darlings for are no longer going to be the case. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say about Dusty Baker in general. Dusty Baker, I'll tell you, last year, I'm not going to lie, as a Yankee fan, I was still kind of salty about 2017. I've gotten over it. Yeah. But I was hoping the Astros, because I was rooting for the Phillies last year. Yeah. But I'm like thinking if they win, I will be happy for Dusty Baker. I will be happy for Dusty Baker. And and, and that's the only person really that I'm happy for. Yeah, I, I was. he was the only one I was happy for, was Dusty Baker. Yeah, because, you know, again, as much as I really, really, really wanted the Astros to lose, and believe me, I wanted the Astros to lose for you know, personal reasons. Oh, me too. You and I are in the same boat, my it was, friend. It, it was personal for me. But, of course, you know, look, the Astros, they ended up winning. They ended up proving that they they don't have to be cheaters to win. And it was with the right man managing the team. And it couldn't have happened to a better player. 
the bear manager, excuse me, for Bear Man, great baseball guy, Dusty Baker. He is truly, truly, truly a baseball legend and Hall of Famer in the next few years. He oh. bet his ass, his ass better be in the Hall of Fame. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. I totally agree. Well, so congratulations, Dusty Baker. Tremendous career. Let's see where the Astros go. I mean, they're they're already talking about our old friend Joe Espada uh, taking that uh, managerial uh, um, tag. But the thing is that, you know, they may – I don't know. Baseball's changing. It's a never-changing sport. So I don't know if Joe Espada is going to be enough. So, so Dusty, enjoy your retirement. Exactly. Um. Yes. Sorry, I blanked for a second. I thought I had something, but I I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, you got a blank space there. Yeah. All right, your name. <laughs> we promise that will be our only Taylor Swift joke for this podcast. I don't uh, know. We may make another one. We'll, we'll see what kind of mood we're in. <laughs> uh, totally. You know what? No promises. We make no promises. <laughs> okay. So um, moving on to football. That's a good joke. <sighs> it's Football Friday. It is a Football Friday. Just a few uh, news to get to. Um, Regarding Jets Giants, uh, you will be seeing Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed both have cleared per- concussion protocol. Um, so that will be a thing. They will be playing Daniel Jones out with the still out with the neck injury. He's going to be done for the season. I uh, mean, you know what? And you know what? There's been something in my mind here. Yeah, done for the season. Like I think maybe there's a chance his career might be over. Hear me out. Why? This is the second time in his career he's had neck, neck. injuries. And listen. Uh, well, okay. Head injuries and neck injuries are nothing to scoff at. Oh, no, like, they're, they're, tough, they're tough injuries to come back from, for sure, yeah. And because remember when um he got his neck injury, I forgot, it was either 2020 or 2021. Um, There was Mark Goldop's guy, Halpern, who said he basically kind of had the same injury that Michael Irvin had that ended his career. Yeah. And you you got to think about it this way, like, okay, maybe Daniel Jones will bounce back. But you also got to think about it this way. Is this possibly going to get to a point? And Dan, I'll get your thoughts here. Because you're a smart guy. If you weren't smart, I wouldn't be doing this with you. Um, (laughs) um, But could it possibly get to a point where it's going to be like, do you want to play football or do you want to walk again? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Daniel Jones is not paralyzed or anything. Um. But yeah, no, it is a concern that he's had two neck injuries, two of them that are you know pretty pretty severe, um, and this one seems to be very severe um, and stuff. But yeah, no, it, it's time that we look at this from one, uh, obviously a, a player's health perspective, but two for a team's perspective. Um, it's not just the neck injury the Giants are worried about. It's the team. You know, look. Absolutely. And I, I, I hate to say it, Bill, because you, we, we don't want to say that we told you so. And but you did. told us so. Yeah, but, you know, we, we all told you so. Daniel Jones was not worth the contract. Dude, I was leading that chorus. And, and you know, like Bill said, you know, as much as Daniel Jones had a great, great 2022 um, and he 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 did have a solid season. Th- that contract was not it was not worth signing. It wasn't. It was, it was a bad investment. And I feel like I've said this a million times. Yeah. And, oh wait, because I have. And Tyrod Taylor, under center, has given the Giants the best chance to win. I agree. He absolutely looks better than Daniel Jones. There is no uh, ways around it. You look at how Tyrod Taylor commands an offense. The 
The passing is all of a sudden better. Darren Waller, who was a non-factor in every single game Daniel Jones started the season, has all of a sudden become this uh, explosive wide receiver. Um, Saquon Barkley is a massive um, weapon all of a sudden. Uh, And the Giants, they want to protect Tyrod Taylor better. Like, you can tell that they're out there trying to protect this dude. Something that, let's be real, they weren't giving the same treatment to Jones. No, they weren't. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was because of the quarterback. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, but I, I do know. I'm Danny sure there were some struggles. You know, they did they they did not have certain players. There were injury issues. Uh, but it's not to me. It's not a coincidence that the the offense all of a sudden looks better with a competent quarterback. And right now. I think the Giants get have the better chance to win. And I'm going to be real with you. If the Giants defense, which has also been very good these past couple of games, if the Giants defense can stop the Jets, this Jet offense that can't score a touchdown with Zach Wilson, and um, the Giant offense can keep running down the field, running down the, the throats of the Jets, and torch the Jets defense somehow and score more, they have a chance to win this game. And, you know, it wouldn't be surprising if the Giants won this game because of that. And I'm I'm just putting it out there right now that if you're a Jet fan, having Tyrod Taylor start for the Giants should concern you a little bit. Uh, I agree, and I'm not just agreeing with you because I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, it should concern you a little bit. Because because of the fact that the Giants look a whole lot better with Tyron under center. And the defense has played masterful. They they made the Buffalo team look awful. The the crummy commanders couldn't even beat them. So then now you have the Jets. And let's be real, the Jets have a good defense. But Jet defense can also get pretty tired pretty quickly. They've known to do that. And they are also known to get off the very slow starts. With that said, I, I don't know. Like th- this is a toss-up for me. I'm leaning towards the Jets only because of their defense and and stuff. But don't count out the Giants. I mean, the Giants are well on their way to having some type of. Uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna succeed this season. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be a little too late. But you know, they they could have a a pretty decent second half run. Yeah, I guess right now, I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the Jets. I mean, obviously anything can change this Sunday. You'll have to listen to Sunday's highlight report for my official pick. But yeah, it, that that's where I'm at right now. Guess we're starting the picks already, huh? <laughs> um, exactly. Um. What 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 are your thoughts? What do you think? Okay, well, now that I finally get to talk, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. That's okay. It's okay. But um, here's the thing: as a Giants fan, and I agree with you what you just said about Tyrod Taylor. I totally agree. Like that team looked has been looking better, like in the past two games. Okay, yeah, they lost the Buffalo games, but I said this last night when we did Thursday Night Gridiron: Buffalo got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky. That should have been a flag. And I'm still pissed off about that. Oh, but, oh, but, but the only reason why they don't uh, call flags back to back is because that's just how it is, right, Bill? That's pretty much just how it is, dumbasses. <laughs> the re- the, listen, we can go on. We can make a three hour doctoral thesis on why officiating in the NFL is horrible, can't we? It, it, it's a joke in the end. Actually, no. That doctoral thesis, Reg, will be at least 10 hours. But anyway, but like, and like, here's the thing, and something I was concerned about is that Jet defense is strong. That that Jet's defense is pretty strong. And, you know, I was thinking if we had Daniel Jones starting, I'd be deeply concerned. But with Tyrod starting, I'm still a little concerned, but I think he might be able to manage this defense better. Well, and, and look, he's a competent quarterback and obviously better than Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
Yeah, no, look, Tyrod's been there, done that. He's a good game manager. Look, he may not be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he has experience. And he gives you a good chance to win. He's been a starter. He knows how the league works. So it's not that surprising. And, you know, I'm, I'm just saying it right now. You know, for someone that wants that that pep in the step and all that stuff, that there you go. And and like here's the thing: the Jets' offense, no offense, Reg, is not that good. No, they're terrible. I know you've been banking on Zach Wilson here, but I don't even think it's his fault. Like I, I I think that it's the coaching that continues to be so scared. And refuses to utilize this kid's strength. And while I think they've done a better job at allowing him to play play freely and allow him to, you know, use his weapons and they run the ball more, I'm still not seeing any run pass options. I'm still not seeing any designed runs in general for this guy. And let's be real, you know. We and I, 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 I want to stress it because it's the truth. We need a Lamar Jackson like system for Zach Wilson because that's a that's a system that he thrives in. Because you know what I would tell Nathaniel Hackett right now and Robert Sala, yeah, put the Aaron Rodgers playbook away. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, they have save it for when Rodgers comes back next year. Yeah. And stop trying to put plays you designed for Aaron Rodgers onto Zach Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, they, they, and they had sort of done that. They they kept certain things like the 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 the, the big time passes and stuff. But like, yeah, like at some point we have to start playing to his strengths more. And even though they've done that more these past few games, they still haven't done it enough. And that's the thing that holds his offense back from scoring more touchdowns, maybe. And I have no confidence in Nathaniel Hackett that he's going to do that. So we're just going to have to stick it out with Wilson. We're just going to have to stick it out with whatever this mediocre okay. offense is that struggles, that continues to struggle uh, in the red zone. They can't okay. score any touchdowns. And it, it, it's just all, all of it's just, it just, it, it, it just makes me crazy. That you know the Jets, you know, with this improved offense, cannot get the job done, and they cannot put it anything down the throats. Because here's the thing: the Giants' offense is under Tyrod Taylor. It's starting to look slightly better. Keyword: slightly. No, no, it, it's a million times better. I'll no, go that. I will. I will go that far. And, you know, Saquon Barkley last week looking like Saquon Barkley again. That was really refreshing to watch. Uh, I bet, right? Oh, that was so good to watch. I I remember I was actually over at my aunt's house. And when Saquon made the touchdown, my aunt's dog, Cody, got excited, jumped up and nipped me in the leg. Yeah. Because he got scared because I jumped up and he went, yep, right in the leg. But the giant. But the thing is, it's like, and the Giants' defense is decent, not great, but decent. Sure. Like I think they're gonna be a. I think they're going to be a threat to the Jets' offense. No offense. Um, but I think what my concern is with this Jet defense, is going to be that offensive line, is the Giants' offensive line. I've been saying this for years. The offensive line is garbage. Yeah. And, like, listen, and, and you know, and that's when I don't entirely blame Daniel Jones, because you could put Pat Mahomes behind this offensive line. Yeah, but, you know, every team has a quarterback that is worth north of $30 million that, um, per year, obviously. Oh, don't piss me off about that again. I'm already pissed off enough about it. Uh, let's be real. That you know has terrible offensive lines, or you know maybe the offensive line took a massive hit because of 
free agency and injuries and all that stuff. And if Daniel Jones was that good, Bill, he would find ways to get it done. And time, I can agree. He is not. So I, I will go as far as you know saying that he stinks. And you know what? Maybe some of it is his fault, but obviously not not entirely. It, it's a little unfair to put everything in the quarterback. Um, but yeah, it, I'm going to go as far as saying that he's part of the problem. It, it's okay to say that. I want to say it again. I've said this once. I've said this twice. I've said it a million times. <laughs> Daniel Jones was not worth $40 million. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. God bless. Um. Yeah, but that being said... If my pick, you said you're leaning towards the Jets, and I might sound crazy here. I don't think the Giants could possibly pull this one out. And, and it, you wouldn't be wrong because I think the Giants are well are right there. They are right there, dude. Uh, let's just say uh, this Sunday between Dan and I, let's just say some texts will be exchanged, won't they? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll be texting each other. No, no doubt of it. About it, bro. Oh, and some of them might have texts. Some of them might have words we might have to go to confession for. No, I I, I hope not. (laughs) No, 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 no confession. (laughs) But um, yeah. So I'm picking the. I'm going with Big Blue on this one. I I know I might sound insane, but you're not. It's not an insane pick. It's not an insane pick, dude. Yeah, if it was Giants Chiefs and I picked the Giants, you'd probably think I am insane. Yeah. No, dude, like, I think the Giants have a better foundation now. And it wouldn't surprise me if a team like the Giants came in and, you know, stunned the Jets a little bit. And you know what? The Jets need the stunning. They, they do. They, they need, need to be stunned. They need to be stunned. They, what, what they need, what, what needs to happen is, the Jets need to get stunned by the Giants and for the Giants to uh, brag about how they own this town so that they could, I don't know, maybe wake their ass up and maybe for good business of New York City, take their franchise across the river. Anywhere in downstate New York. Doesn't have to be New York City. It could be Westchester, it could be Long Island. I don't give a fuck. Excuse my language. Put a stadium downstate. For the Jets. It's simple. I just going to die on this hill, folks. It's simple. They have a golden opportunity. The Giants rule the town. They're going to, they're, they might win on Sunday. And if they do, this is a perfect time to be like, you know what, Giants? You're right. You rule the Big Apple. This is your territory, but you know what we're going to do. You want that stadium to be yours? Well, we're going to get the fuck out. Excuse my language. <laughs> We're going to get out. I'm enjoying this. And we're going to leave that dump, and we're going to build a billion dollar, whatever stadiums cost nowadays, $3 billion stadium. In downstate. Or in uh, somewhere in White Plains, or somewhere in uh, Nassau, Suffolk County, and we're going to build a stadium, and we're going to live in New York. Where we truly belong. Why and didn't you go talk that to Steve Cohen? He's building that entertainment complex. Why don't you guys go talk to Steve Cohen? I mean, I mean, uh, we've been begging Steve Cohen to, you know, help us fund some land. Heck, buy the Jets. Get us out of the Woody Johnson era. Reg is ready to go down there in his hard hat and lead construction on this stadium, folks. He is ready. Let's go, Mayor Adams. Get it done. Bring the Jets home and get them out of the dump. And then the Giants can claim MetLife is theirs. They can build that brick wall outside of the stadium that they truly wanted. You know, it came out earlier that there was that that, that they were feuding about how the outside wanted to look. Yes, the Jets and, wanted the turf. Well, no, no, no. The, the the outside of the stadium. I'm not talking yes. about the, the no, 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 like that little thing when you get in there. They wanted the they want the Jets wanted like a glass, like like the one they had the West Side, while the Giants wanted that sort of like a brick type of thing on the outside of the stadium. Yes. 
So you can build that brick part of the stadium. You make your renovations. You can make renovations as you please. You already put your team's logo on the center of the uh, on the fifty yard line. That's a big start there. Yeah, just just casually you know, allow us to leave, and we'll leave you in the dump. And in exchange for a stadium in New York. We will allow you to rule the town no matter what. You're the premier franchise in the Big Apple, and you can have all the bragging rights you want. Reg is going to die on this hill, folks. I will, absolutely. And, and He's and, going to die on this hill. Absolutely. Okay. As much as I love talking Jets and Giants, we do have other stuff to get to. Yes. Uh, Bills, real quick, Bills, Buccaneers. Uh, Bills are trash. I don't care what anyone says. Um, they they beat a team that was also trash, and it was a trash bowl last night. It was, it was no a bad, one cared. It was a, it was a bad game. Yeah, you know, Baker Mayfield looked awful last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again in a close matchup, Todd Bowles blows it. Yeah, there's not much we can say about. Um, Josh Allen had a decent night. He and was, a decent night. It was it was decent. It wasn't his. It wasn't his best. Um. But Josh Allen, um, obviously, you know, he threw another poor interception that led to a, a Buccaneers touchdown. And, you know, look, I, I, look, and he saved himself because he ended up scoring a touchdown of his own and he led the Bills to victory. But I'm just saying, the Bills deserve criticism because these last few games have been dreadful. The Jacksonville game was bad. The game against the Giants was bad. The loss against New England was bad. And then this game was bad. Do you realize that Godwin, if he turns around quicker, he catches that ball in that Hail Mary, and the Buccaneers win that game? Yes. That's the crazy part about that. So, um, but the Bills hold on, and they, they win on Thursday night. They get a long uh, – they have a long week off, and um, they get to, you know – Prepare. I wonder um, how Nate Moser feels about this right now. He's probably freaking out. I was telling the old ops guy this. He's probably freaking out because that's you know what Bills fans do. They they can't get enough of this team, and every time this team pisses them off, they will find a way to uh 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 to 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 make them sweat. <laughs> In any case, um, but Bills win on Thursday night. Let's get to this week's picks, if we can. We sh- we may. Um, no Justin Fields on Sunday, so I just wanted to point out there. Um, for the for the Chicago Bears, they have a, it's an NBC matchup against the 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 Chargers of Los Angeles. Um, God, of San Diego. I I can't. I, I'm sorry. Like the, I I still can't. Think of them as Los Angeles. I can't. He already ranted about the Jets going back to New York. You want to rant about the Chargers going back to San Diego? You know what? It. it I mean, it's too late now. I mean, the the Chargers are making billions of dollars, and they have like season ticket holders. So it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, the other LA team, though, they uh, the Rams. They face Dallas one o'clock Sunday. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning this game. Okay. I am going to take I'm going to take the Rams on this one. I'll go with an upset. Okay. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. Minnesota had a very good game against the 49ers. Um trying to think about this one. Green Bay had a tough one in C in uh in Denver, Seattle. Denver. Um I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings. Offense starting to come into its own a little bit. Like I said, defense had a really good game against the 49ers. 49ers who have struggled mightily of late. Um, 
So I I I think I'll take the Vikings on the road in Lambeau. I think I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Jordan Love, who at first I wasn't impressed, he's kind of. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 I think you're starting to see a full season out of him, and while getting off to a fast start is nice. It's all about how you finish, and right now it's starting to be a little slow for him. So, yeah. Um, Atlanta Falcons at Tennessee Titans. This is in Nashville. I have the Falcons win this one. To me, I'm a little puzzled on this one. Titans are home, and they've been winning at home, and I love Derrick Henry. But you guess what my issue is? You know what it is. What? I don't trust Tannehill. Yeah, that that's the big thing, Ryan Tannehill. So, it's... I'm going to go with you on this one, Reg. I'm going with the Falcons. New Orleans at Indianapolis. Also, one o'clock matchup. Uh, New Orleans still trying to find ways to win. They, they haven't lately. Uh, I'm taking Indianapolis. I, I, I'm liking. I'm liking the rise of that offense, dude. I'm gonna go with the Colts as well. Derek Carr doesn't impress me that much. No, and it's a shame because Derek Carr. You know, you see, you know, he wanted to prove everybody that you know whatever was happening in. What was happening in Vegas, you know, wasn't necessarily his fault, and you know, right now he's he's not playing very well. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame. This is an should be an easy one. Uh, New England on the road against Miami. This should be an easy one for the Dolphins. Give me and the Dolphins on this one. I'm taking the Dolphins too. Look, the, the tough one against the Eagles, but let's be real: the Dolphins are a better team than the Patriots. I mean, oh, I'm, absolutely. They're a better, better team. I can't – you can't look at that, this game, be like, well, New England had a good win against Buffalo. So, no, the Dolphins are better than the Bills. So, how about prove to everyone that you can actually beat a team like New England and, you know, actually obliterate them and all that stuff. So, yeah. Give me the Dolphins and – uh They'll, they'll hopefully win the game. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Give me Jacksonville. Give me Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence might not play, though, I've heard. I mean, let's see. I mean, Pittsburgh I mean Pittsburgh played well against the Rams, but, you know, the, 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 the Jaguars are red hot. I like them more. I'm going to go with. Even, gonna... even, without, even without Trevor Lawrence, I like them. I'll go with. Um, I'm going to go with the Jags. Good, good coaching, good offense. They'll be fine. Okay, NFC East matchup. Philly versus Washington. They're in Landover. Uh, the Commanders coming off a terrible loss against the Giants. Um, and um, Ron Rivera's on the hot seat, clearly. Oh, yes. I still have the Eagles winning this game. But, no, last time the Eagles and Commanders played each other. The commanders actually played very well. So take that same game plan and run with it. Because you know the Eagles are going to probably make adjustments. So I say make no adjustments. Um, I'm going – I hate to say it, but I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, the, the Eagles are a better team. And, you know, Washington, they, they stink. They're, they're, they're a really bad team. Um, Houston and Carolina – this is the last of the one o'clock games. They're in Charlotte. Give me Houston. Houston, uh, I'm really starting to like this Houston team. I'm starting to like CJ Stroud, so give me Houston. He's gonna be a stud. Uh and uh, my long lost cousin, D'Amico Ryans, is uh looking fine as a head coach. So. Have you called up your long lost cousin D'Amico, Dan? I wish I had his number, so <laughs> in case. Um Four o'clock games. We have Cleveland at Seattle. Seattle's a very tough place to play, no matter Seattle. no matter what. I have the yeah, I have the Seahawks as well. Uh Cleveland has had some impressive victories, but if they're gonna continue to tell me that uh Deshaun Watson doesn't give them the best chance to win, I mean I'm sorry. I, that that that's a bunch of crap. Um I'm sorry, man. And I understand that the backup has actually played very well. Better than Deshaun, but th- no chance, no chance do the Browns win this game. Good. 
I'm going with the Seahawks because that place is loud. Yeah, it's a tough place to play. And, you know, honestly, the, the Seattle offense can move very well. I'm just saying that. Um, and, of course, you know, my man Gino getting the job done always, you know. Jets and giant level le- legend Geno Smith. <laughs> More jet legend, legend than giant legend. Gino was legendary for uh, sticking with uh, Ben McAdoo. <laughs> you mean McAdud? <laughs> by the that way, name is still holds. By the way, um, still has no issue with Ben McAdoo. Never has. Um, all right, moving off of that. Kansas City at Denver, AFC West matchup. It's in it's at mile high. I have Kansas City winning that game. No oh, that. me too. Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Will Taylor be there? Who knows? Taylor Swift actually be in Colorado dealing with all the sea level, all that stuff. Uh I don't know. I I I, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. They're they're a way better team. Very yeah, absolutely. Team. Mahomes and Kelsey, Pacheco. They're a complete team now that they have McCole Hardman back, so it's great. Um, Baltimore Ravens at Arizona, a 425 matchup, and it is very, very, very clear that the Arizona Cardinals are a terrible team, and the Baltimore Ravens are coming off a massive victory against the Detroit Lions, the red-hot Detroit Lions. The Baltimore Ravens said, uh-uh, not in our house. I have the Baltimore Ravens taking the big W in Arizona. I am going with the Ravens as well. And Arizona, just say you want either Caleb Williams or Michael Panix. Just say you know, it. And you know what? Look, I, I, it took him a while because they actually surprised us to start the season. But, yeah, no, I think they figured out, you know what, we, we, we stink. We're we're a really bad team. You know what? Just give us Caleb Williams. Give Caleb. us Michael Penix. It, it's by design, Bill. You know it, baby. It's by design. That's what the NFL writers are saying. It's by design. Um, Cincinnati at San Francisco. The Niners have struggled lately. You know, Brock Purdy doesn't look as good as he once did earlier in the season, and um. You know the coming, the defense coming off really really bad um, uh, outings out there as well. Um, they're begging you to take the Niners. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati too, and here's why: because Purdy was injured recently. He may or may not play on Sunday. He'll find a way to play. But his concussion protocol ends on Sunday. He'll so. Find a- <laughs> there is a chance that if he doesn't play, the ball's going to go to Jet Legend Sam Darnold. Oh, can you um, imagine Sam Darnold actually taking that job away from him? Oh, that'd be insane. That'd be so hilarious. That'd be insane. By the way, Jet NFL fans, writers couldn't do it better themselves. Yeah. Um, By the way, Jet fans, how's that look for you? You know, you instead of having Sam Darnold under center and building an offense with Sam Darnold with the weapons of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And everything. You had to go with Zach Wilson. Zach. Um, <laughs> but what I was saying, though, is, and plus, the Niners don't have Debo Samuel. Yeah. I think that's a big factor. And I think, like, the only threats are going to be McCaffrey on offense. Because Purdy might not be 100%. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna be really tough for them if if Brock Purdy's not quite there yet. And let's be real, Brock Purdy is he, this is the first time that we're actually seeing him struggle. And listen, I think the big thing is gonna be that offensive line is gonna have to protect Burrow because you know the San Francisco defense is unbelievable. Is unbelievable. No matter and, who the defensive coordinator is, they're unbelievable. And Nick Bosa. Mm. Like that is someone you are going to have to fight off. Yeah. So I like I on, on offensive line. I think the Bengals are going to have to fight off Nick Bosa on defense. They're going to have to fight off Christian McCaffrey. But I am going to go with Cincinnati as well. I think they can actually pull it out just because Brock Purdy might not be a hundred percent. 
And I think, and like I said, I think, um, I think they can pull this out, but they got to protect Burrow from Bosa and they got to stop McCaffrey. So I would not rule San Francisco out though either. Yeah. And then the final game of the, the Sunday slate, uh, like we said, it's the Chicago Bears and Los Angeles Chargers. I still Damn it, NBC! I still can't get trying to flex this game out. Seriously, we're wabbing we're wabbing to flexing after week five. What the, what the hell is that all about? Like, come on, are you really gonna let the good people of this great nation suffer watching this game? And you know, well, I said that two weeks ago about the Giants and the Bills, but at least that game turned out to be decent. No, Bill. Honestly, why can't New York, New York, be a, a Sunday night matchup? You know what? NBC, take notes. What are we doing? Like, even, even, uh, I hate to say it, but even like a Jacksonville Pittsburgh is a better matchup than Chicago, LA, uh, Chargers. Like, that, that, that's a, that's a terrible job. What's wrong with you, NBC? Um, Unbelievable. And I still still can't think the Chargers as an LA team. Give me the Chargers to win this game. I know the Chargers get a lot of crap. I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. Because Herbert isn't at, isn't playing up to par, the coach stinks. But I don't, I'm not sold on Chicago. I don't care how much better they look. I'm not sold on Chicago. And look, I give the quarterback a lot of credit because um, you know he actually looked pretty darn decent, probably better than Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is starting to get checked out a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I I like the Chargers better. All right. Let me ask you, um, if you hadn't we did this two weeks ago with Giants Bills, but that game ended up being decent. Um if you had a choice to flex this game out, what game would you put in its place? I'd put New York, New York. Okay, I don't think that's a terrible choice, but I personally I think I'd put Cincinnati San Francisco. See, that's actually a good matchup too. I would put Cincinnati San Francisco as a Sunday night game. Yeah. Because, you know, you actually have a few games that scream, Cancel your life tomorrow and stay up and watch this game. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Like, this is a game. It'd be, like, kids who have to go to school tomorrow going, Mom, Dad, can I stay up late to watch Sunday Night Football? Bangle up Bears Chargers. Never mind, I'll go to bed. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Chargers, too. The Los Angeles Chargers of... San Diego. Yeah. And then the Monday night matchup, Las Vegas versus Detroit. This is actually a good matchup. An um, actually decent Monday night game. Yeah, Vegas is playing better of late. And, of course, Detroit coming off a terrible loss against uh, Baltimore. An embarrassing loss against Baltimore. Are the Lions um, frauds yet? No, they're not frauds. I think they're – But the Ravens are a good team. I, yeah, yeah, look, I, I think people – Brushed aside, look, myself included, um, you know, we are so high on the Lions because of, of how they've been playing. You know, they're a tough offense. They're a tough defense. So, yeah, rightfully so, we picked the Lions because they're riding high. But at the same time, the Ravens are a good team too. Like, you know, and the Ravens can put damage, and that's what they did. So uh, hats off to the Ravens. But I have the Lions in this one. The Lions are back home. Um, I think it's a get-right game. The Raiders are not an easy team necessarily, but they are a more winnable game than the Ravens are. And this is a perfect get-right game. Get your defense back on track after giving up, was it like 30, 40 something points, something like that? Like it was it was a pretty embarrassing performance by the defense. Um and you know, defense get back on track. Offense gets back on track. This is a good game to do it. I'll take the Lions to win this one. I am going with the Lions as well. So, yeah, that is your Sunday. That is your week eight. Week eight. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be a pretty cool, pretty cool sight to see. When's the Giants bye week again? Not until December 3rd, so that's week 
And they gave us a late buy this week, this year. You're going to play till December 3rd? Hold on. Let me double check that for you. So hold up a second. So the Giants have a bye week in week 13? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's brutal. That That's brutal, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh so the God. Giants are... Well, they, they need to win these games. So, oh, yeah, wow. Because this they, they, is... They, yeah. Our bye weeks are usually earlier. Yeah. Like, our bye weeks are usually, like, I've noticed, it's usually, like, around this time. Usually, like, you know, Halloween weekend, late October, early November. This well, is- if, it, if it makes it if it makes it better for you, the Jets had an early bye week, and I'm also not very happy about that either. Okay, what do you think is better, Reg? A l- early bye or a late bye? Mid- mid-season bye. So you're talking... So, like, around week nine. So like yeah, around no, 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 no later than week 11. Because if you're the Giants with week 13, you played for 12 straight weeks. Yeah. Like, I would love a week, like a week 9 or week 10 bye. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. Yeah. Because that's like midway through the season. You play. You play at least well, like eight games. You played at least. You played like eight or nine games at that point. Yeah. Might as well just, just do that. Just, just, just do nine or ten. Week nine or week ten. Don't wait till week thirteen. But, but early buys is because then you got to play. How many weeks straight after that? So. Speaking of the bye week, you called the Jets at a good time because historically uh, they suck coming off bye weeks. Coming off of bye weeks, the Jets are terrible. So we might we might catch you this time. Um that is SIP on SIM. By the way, shout out to the NBA. They began their season on Tuesday. So uh, congratulations to the NBA. They're finally back on the fold. Unfortunately, the Knicks had an opening night loss on Wednesday. So um uh that that sucked for us, but that's okay. Um Brooklyn Nets also lost. Washington Wizards also lost. So that's your adopted hometown team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so Please, uh, we'll give you more NBA updates as season goes. We have the end-season tournament coming up, so we'll definitely get to that. Um, find this podcast on many podcast platforms. Uh, follow us on X at SIN Sports Insane. Um, on X and Facebook at SNSandy Real for the network. And um, log on to the thesportsinsanenetwork.com as well. And I'm Danny Boy Reginald. I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. Enjoy the World Series. Yes. And enjoy and the football. Of course. And, and of uh, course. And you let's know. do that hockey. <laughs> and that, by the way, that was for the Breakaway Bandits. You know, because they have a hockey season too. So, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>